the opening scene, we are introduced to Sophie Bauer, a free-spirited 17-year-old girl who spends most of her time in bars consuming narcotics and drinks. Her parents often try to correct her behavior through punishment, but to no avail. One day, her stepfather Carl, who is a notable figure in politics, hosts a party where many people are invited. Sophie appears to dislike Carl a lot, so she plans to embarrass him in front of his colleagues. With a smirk on her face, she enters the room with a cigarette and starts talking bad about him. Furious, Carl takes her to the corner and reprimands her for her actions. Have you seen how Justin Trudeau celebrates Halloween? I'm not that bad. Apart from all this, Sophie has a boyfriend named Ben, who works as a cashier at a department store. One day, she meets him in a bar and starts making out. He suddenly stops when he notices some bruise on her arms and asks about it. Sophie finally opens up that her stepfather often punishes her, physically. With tears in her eyes, she then proposes that they get married so that she can escape her parents. However, Ben explains that it would be illegal due to their age. Just then, a group of strangers arrive there, forcibly restrain Ben, and sedate Sophie before taking her away. These individuals are revealed to be associated with a rehabilitation boot camp. Currently, they are taking Sophie to that camp under her parents' consent. The reason is simple. Sophie's parents want to address her behavioral issues, or in simple terms, they want to straighten her up. Later that evening, Ben rushes to Sophie's residence and learns from her parents that she has been enrolled in an advanced year-long program focused on discipline. Ben wonders how any parents could do such a thing to their own children, but Sophie's mother justifies it as an important measure to prevent her from jeopardizing her future. Elsewhere, Sophie regains her consciousness and finds herself on a boat alongside two other guys who have been sent by their parents for causing trouble just like her. The trio are taken to the boot camp facility owned by Dr. Norman Hale, located on a remote island somewhere in Fiji. Upon getting off the boat, they are taken to the other side of the island, where they are received by the security manager named Logan. The teenagers are forced to wear cuffs with sensors around their ankles so that the security will be alerted if they make any attempt to escape. Even if they manage to escape the camp's security system, they they won't be able to go any further because the island is surrounded by a treacherous ocean. In the next scene, Logan provides the group with an overview of the camp's regulations, emphasizing that the sooner they understand, the sooner they'll get to return home. With this, he chains the teenagers to the concrete slabs on the seashore and leaves them to spend a night there. At midnight, the teenagers struggle badly as powerful sea waves crash against the concrete to which they are bound. At times, they are even submerged inside water, making it difficult for them to breathe. Fortunately, all of the men to hold on. In the morning, the chains are released, and they are greeted by Dr. Hale. He extends a welcome to the newcomers into his Advanced Serenity Achievement Program, expressing that it'll teach the necessary manners and discipline for their lives. He introduces the group to Ellen, who has been in the camp for two years and will be returning home in a month. Ellen imparts additional camp rules to the newcomers. According to her, everyone should wear the black t-shirts at first that represents their state of mind. As they go on improving, they'll be promoted to yellow and finally to the white one. Ellen also shares her personal story of self-improvement, having overcome personal struggles stemming from her weight and bullying. As the weeks pass, Sophia gradually adapts into the camp routine and also befriends a fellow camp member named Trina. One day, Dr. Hale calls everyone inside a small hut and confronts Trina. Since she has been in the camp for six weeks, it's time for her to confess her sins. Uncomfortable and ashamed, she hesitates to do so. This leads other members to yell and push her, subjecting her to bullying of the worst kind. Finally, Trina reveals that her parents, who are religious adherence forbid her from being with boys. Regardless, she once accepted a dare from friends to seduce numerous boys and slept with seven in a single night. She expresses remorse for her actions and seeks forgiveness. After hearing this, the other camp members try to comfort her, saying that she will be fine. On the other hand, Ben is very worried for Sophia, so he starts searching for the boot camp's whereabouts. When he doesn't find any leads, he resorts to the use of narcotics, hoping that it
can lead him to the boot camp. The plan works, and when his parents find him engaged in the illegal substance, they decide to send him to the same boot camp. They must be giving out coupons. Fiji ain't cheap. Back in the camp, Trina steals a portion of chicken to eat in secret. Unfortunately, Logan catches her in the act and warns her about the potential consequences of her actions. Trina requests that he overlook the incident, and he agrees on the condition that she gives him something in return. Following this, he walks closer to her and forces himself upon her. Poor Trina doesn't speak a word because she wants to get out of his camp as soon as possible. That night, a storm destroys the camp's tents, forcing the teenagers to run out. The following morning, Trina is selected as the leader of black t-shirts, and the girls are instructed to reconstruct their tents. After a long period of work, Sophia becomes tired and seeks to take some rest. However, Trina prevents her from resting, highlighting that one person's lapse could result in punishment for all. When Sophia resists, Trina orders the other girls to beat her up. Later, Sophia is undressed and left to endure the cold and dampness of a room. The next day, Dr. Hale summons Sophia to talk to her in private. He offers her a glass of milk and some cookies in exchange for her deepest secrets. <laughs> fair trade. However, she throws the cookies away and refuses to play these psychological games. What do I look like, Santa Claus, motherfucker? Several weeks later, a new batch of teenagers are brought into the boot camp, including Ben. During dinner that evening, he discreetly sits across from Sophia, although she feels relieved to see him. Her expression remains neutral, knowing that they have to hide their relationship. Later, they pretend to wash dishes to talk to each other. Sophia inquires how he arrived at the camp, to which Ben reveals that he used some narcotics. He also explains how he spent weeks tracking down this camp. Hearing all of this, Sophie breaks down in tears, but Ben assures her they will flee the camp soon. Before departing, he hides a fork in his pocket, indicating that there's something going on in his mind. He wants to use the sharp edge of the fork to deactivate his censored cuffs. The following morning, the boys are taken for a jog along the seashore, during which Ben spots a fisherman's boat. Later that evening, Dr. Hale gathers all the teenagers and publicly announces Trina's promotion to the yellow level. Here's your pea shirt, Trina. It is later revealed this promotion was possible because Logan vouched for her. In return, he wants to have more intercourse with her. Since Sophia's presence at the boot camp has exceeded a month, Dr. Hale prompts her to confess her misdeeds in front of everyone. When she hesitates, Sophia becomes the target of bullying by certain tormentors chosen by Dr. Hale. Eventually, overwhelmed with emotion, she tearfully admits that she lied about her stepfather molesting her. As days pass by, Ben methodically examines the entire boot camp's layout, including the cuff sensor detector and the control room operated by Dr. Hale and his sister Rhonda. In the process, he also learns the method to deactivate the the ankle cuffs using the fork. One day, Dr. Hale leaves for a conference in Los Angeles, and Ben takes it as the perfect opportunity to escape with his girlfriend. At the stroke of midnight, when everyone is asleep, he arrives at Sophia's tent to execute their escape plan. Together, they exit their tents and stealthily infiltrate Dr. Hale's office to retrieve their passports as well as their personal belongings. To their luck, Rhonda is sound asleep due to heavy alcohol consumption, allowing them to escape without any problem. Ben successfully deactivates Sophia's cuff, and they board the local farmer's boat to flee the island. Meanwhile, in Los Angeles, Dr. Hale convenes a meeting with the parents of troubled teenagers currently enrolled in the boot camp. During this session, Ben's father recounts the unexpected behavioral changes his son underwent after his girlfriend left him. Hearing this, Dr. Hale senses something is amiss, so he quickly calls Logan to check on the couple. But by this time, Ben and Sophia are already out in the middle of the ocean. Amid their oceanic escape, the couple is faced with the big waves that flip their boat, forcing them to swim. Despite 
the challenges, they somehow manage to reach the coastline, where they spot a hotel. The couple then books the hotel and arranges a flight for their journey home. That night, they decide to have some private time in their hotel room. However, their intimacy is interrupted by the sudden arrival of Logan and his men. Logan strikes Ben hard on his face and takes the two of them back to the camp. Once they return, the couple is confined within a deep pit as their punishment. Dr. Hale, who has already returned, mentions that the consequences of their escape attempt will be shared by everyone. He then announces a penalty that there will be no breakfast or free time for three months. The days pass and we see Ben and Sophia staying in the pit, even as rainwater accumulates within. After two whole weeks, they are eventually released from the pit's confines. Dr. Hale then summons Ben for a private conversation and says that he almost spoiled Sophia's improvement status. So, in order to ensure that Ben does not interfere with his work anymore, Dr. Hale decides to send him home in a few days. In addition, he threatens that if Ben does not comply with him, he will turn his girlfriend's life into a hell. In the aftermath of this event, Ben's behavior towards Sophia becomes distant. Puzzled by his behavior, Sophia inquires, and Ben informs her that the only way she can leave the camp is by completing the program. Additionally, Ben reveals that he's set to leave the camp soon, which deeply saddens Sophia, bringing tears to her eyes. In the midst of all this, Logan continues to force Trina to satisfy him. One night, his actions escalate beyond limits as he forcibly tears Trina's clothes and hurts her. Later, at midnight, Sophia hears Trina crying uncontrollably, so she goes to check on the matter. Although hesitant at first, Trina eventually opens up to Sophia, and the latter provides her with a comforting hug. The following morning, the boys are assigned to jog around the camp, and then partake in ocean swimming. Unlike the others, a guy named Daniel doesn't know how to swim, so he hesitates to enter the water. But despite his reluctance, he's compelled to proceed. As the water deepens, Daniel struggles and begins to drown. Seeing this, Ben decides to help him, but Logan stops him from doing so. As a result, Daniel succumbs to drowning, and his lifeless body is washed ashore by the tide. Ben rushes to perform CPR, but it's already too late. Fueled by anger, he accuses Logan of Daniel's death, but the latter refuses to take the blame, saying it was merely an accident. Afterward, the lifeless body is brought into the camp, and Dr. Hale is upset to see this. He directly confronts Logan and imposes a suspension from his duties. Later that same day, Dr. Hale convenes a meeting, where he proclaims that the camp's law is equal to all, implying it's now Logan's turn to admit his sins. The teenagers press him to confess that he killed Daniel, but Logan refuses. Just then, Trina steps forward and inquires about the number of girls he has assaulted. Several other girls stand with her, revealing that Logan has committed the heinous act many times. The teenagers then surround him and start beating him with sticks. Not long after, Ben announces to the shocked teenagers that this isn't the first death to occur on a camp run by Dr. Hale. He also points out the baseless rules of the camp, claiming that such brutal programs are unnecessary for personal development. He convinces everyone that this program is crap, and they should all destroy it right away. Persuaded by Ben's words, the teenagers unleash chaos, setting fire to the entire campsite. Even Rhonda is no longer on her brother's side. Amidst the chaos, Logan attempts to flee in his car, but the teenagers force his vehicle into a burning structure, leading to his demise. After this, their attention shifts to Dr. Hale, who tries to shoot them in hopes of regaining control. However, turns out that Rhonda has unloaded his weapon, enabling the teenagers to capture him. He is then thrown into solitary confinement, awaiting the police for his arrest. As the film fades out, scenes depict the teenagers celebrating their newfound freedom, swimming in the ocean. A screen message appears, indicating that since the 1970s, when such camps were introduced in real life, over 40 deaths have been recorded. Subscribe for more videos like this, turn on notifications, and leave a like to help the channel out. Thank you for watching.